Everybody missed the coffee shop being open. I can see just a little bit lack of caffeination involved here today. All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll jump into our lesson this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, again, such a privilege, such an honor to be in your house this morning and get to uh, spend some time with our family and our church family, other believers, uh, just such a refreshing part of the week as we begin the week today and <coughs> just start the week off um, with you in focus, um, fellowshipping uh, with other believers, just lifting up uh, needs and concerns, as well as giving you praise for the work that uh, you continue to do. Dear Father, we just want to start off by saying thank you for the uh, response that we've had over the last uh, week, uh, specifically uh, surrounding the uh, Corn's magic show this week and the illusions and the, the sharing of the gospel to well over 2,000 people of our community that uh, need to, needed to hear it, Lord. And we are just so thankful of the response that was that was evident. We're so thankful for the uh, what we're aware of, the 47 salvations that were that were decided, and we just pray for each one of those individually that you'll continue to work in their heart and see them um, find a church home now and uh, see them be baptized and, and uh, just continue in growing in their uh, commitment to you. We pray for all the seeds that may have been planted with anybody that was within earshot that or that watched it uh, live or may watch it in the future on, on uh, YouTube or Facebook or anything that they too would come to uh, the decision that they need to follow you, that that uh, the time is now for them to make that call and to make that life-changing decision, Lord. We just pray that and give you the honor and the glory. And we pray for the Corn family as uh, it's evident that you're working through them and their ministry. Um, but yet it's also evident that Satan is uh, attacking them and trying to limit their um, ability to move and to be able to minister. And we just ask that you or provide for them, provide uh, the uh, the needs that they have to be able to get their trailer up and uh, repaired uh, and be able to travel from place to place unhindered, safely, to be able to present your gospel, Lord. And as we took some time to mention a few prayer requests, we want to uh, mention Brother Raleigh and Brother Mark, who just are suffering different ailments, and we just ask that you be with them. Uh, Give them the uh, comfort of knowing that all of us, all of uh, all of us here, and all of us within the church, just continue to wrap our arms around them and give them comfort that to know that we're praying for them, that we care about them, that we love them, and we just ask that you would work in in, in healing them and and giving them that comfort that they need. We pray for Miss Debbie Goggard and Debbie Denton that uh, there's just some continuing medical needs there for. Uh, recovery and healing. And we just ask again that you lay your hands upon them and give them that that peace. We pray for Brother Orville, who's also recovering and uh, seeing doctors for various reasons. We just ask again you be with him. He, uh, we miss him. We uh, miss uh, seeing him uh, as a part of our uh, church, and we know he'd be here if he could. 
Uh, he's uh, here with us in, in, in mind and in, in spirit, Lord, and we just, I know he's watching when he can, and we just ask again that you let him know and make, give him the reassurance that we love him and we're praying for him. Lord, we pray for Miss Shirley as she's nearing her final moments uh, here, but um, we just pray for uh, comfort for the family, Lord, and not... Uh, one mentioned, but not knowing the uh, spiritual nature there. But if uh, we just pray that you'll work as you see fit in that, and just give the the family the comfort in knowing that uh, um, her time uh, with us is near, and that uh, she'll uh, go off to hopefully to be with you. And Lord, we pray for Miss Susan, who's also been sick, and uh, we just pray that you would heal there and. Finally, we mentioned uh, Little Miss Harper that uh, as they go to the doctor for a hip recheck, that everything will be okay, that that uh, there won't be any other uh, needs there, and that uh, uh, no other surgeries will be necessary. We just ask that you give the doctors the wisdom and, and that you would work as you see fit there, Lord. And I'm sure that if uh, we took more time or uh, asked for unspokens, that each one of us here may have something and do have something that... Uh, we need to lift up to you. Uh, we just ask that you work in each one of those situations. And as we open your word for Sunday school time, that you would be with the lesson. And hopefully we uh, have something here that we can grow closer to you and continue that, understand how much you do love us and the, the uh, uh, just the lessons that you would have for us. And again, as uh, Pastor finishes his final preparations, we just pray uh, coming for the... Uh, um, worship service that you would be present and work uh, through that as well. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, First John chapter 5. Final chapter of First John. First John chapter 5, verse 1. Bible says, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that beget loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Verse 4, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So, we're kind of... John has a tendency, and you've probably seen this as we've continued through these four chapters already is we kind of will talk about one topic and we'll move on to another and then he'll circle back around to that, that topic and we've talked about loving your brother several times we've talked about following commandments several times with a little different aspect of them as, as we progress and just constantly keep in mind that John's writing this letter to a church that had um, some false doctrine get in and people separate from the church and now the remaining people in the church are kind of like, oh, you know, are we 
solid in our salvation. And John's trying to reassure them that yes, you're doing the right things. And he, these are the things that you need to be doing. And if you're doing, if you're loving your brethren, if you're following his commandments, if, you're, if you do these things, then your salvation, and you know that Jesus is God, then your salvation's good. And John's reassuring them of these things. So I love these verses here this morning, and it kind of goes into um, verse 4 is kind of where we'll park a little bit. But before we get there, he talks about victory. And I, I couldn't help but think today, of course, we were talking earlier with the Super Bowl. I mean, I, again, back in the day when I was younger, I watched that thing every... And it, it amazes me that I guess this is number 56? I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I remember when it was like 18, 19. And some of you here may remember when it was like one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> An old Green Bay, Kansas City game, wasn't it? The first one. So um, I'm like, are you kidding and if it wasn't the Roman numerals thing, I had to look it up to see which number it was because I didn't know. I, I typed it in, which Super Bowl is this? And it come up with I-I-L-V. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in Rome. So I had to look it up. 56. Yeah, you know, so in the history of this sport, there's only been 56 teams that have ever won this thing. That's it, you know, and go to the other sports or individual sports like golf or, or uh, you know, tennis. There's only one winner every time, no matter what these tournaments are. I think March Madness coming up, basketball. Yeah. After all that, there's only going to be one winner. Everybody else is losers. <laughs> huh? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> nobody remembers second place or, I mean, who... Who lost the Super Bowl three or four years ago? I, I don't know. But you might be able to figure out who won it. Tom Brady probably played for them. Yeah, I mean, you lost. Well, second place is the first loser. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's just true, right? It is, but it's that's life, right? You know, not everybody gets a ribbon anymore. Nowadays, everybody gets a ribbon. But when you see, that's almost some of the um, drama that goes into watching this type of game, is to not only see the the victor win, but you see the agony from those that didn't. Yeah, that lost. That's because they bet. That's because... Yeah. You know, you see, the they put in a lot of work, did they not? And they, they, they didn't reach that point. They didn't reach that point. So try again next year. So when I say the phrase, thrill of victory and agony of defeat, does everybody in this room know what I'm, yeah. what do you think of? Next year. Okay. <laughs> thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You know where, where's that line? Wide world of sports. And I see the skier tumbling down the hill. Every Saturday, right? You'd watch Wild World of Sports, and it'd be boxing or something. I mean, something goofy. But you'd see that music and the guy tumbling down the hill, agony of defeat. Well, John's going to talk about, uh, as he has said, he, these are the things that we got to do to re be reassured that our salvation is real. 
And he's saying today he's going to get to the point of saying, and if you've done these things, guess what? You're on the winning team. You've already overcome the battle just by having faith in Jesus Christ. The right faith, I'll add. So we start in verse 1. We'll kind of go down through these quickly. John says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begat loveth him, also that is begotten of him. It's kind of a little bit of a circular kind of reasoning there, but it's, it's, it's really neat. He's saying, first off, whosoever. I mean, we could spend the rest of the time talking about that one word, couldn't we? Whosoever. Everybody that showed up here Wednesday and Thursday to hear the gospel, every one of them had the opportunity to uh, make a decision, right? And I'll go so far as to say every person that was here that wasn't saved made a decision that night. They either made a decision to be on the winning team <laughs> to have that victory to to have Christ as their uh, savior or they made a decision not to and and to do it down the road once they're at that point you know younger kids they're at that point of, of decision making every person there made a decision whosoever there wasn't and I'll mention it uh, bluntly I use different authors and different commentaries and different resources as I as I prepare and as I read and I'll mention from time to time maybe one that uh, I'll use something from him like a John MacArthur but I'm going to also use him in a bad way today because he believes that it's not whosoever he believes in an, in, in an election which you know in in the in the uh, elective that God has predestined those that will decide and won't decide. And I was actually listening to a recording of his, this is maybe a month or so ago, and somebody was asking him about this point. And he, he said, here's why I believe that. Because I don't want the burden of having to share with others. If I believe of election, then I believe God's already took, taken care of it. I can just concentrate on preaching the word. That's what, and I remember thinking, "Wow, okay." Well, that was an honest statement. <laughs> but you know, he's wrong on that account. You know, there. Uh, I think FBI does a great job. Those of you that are in FBI. I think Brother uh, John Yates, who teaches FBI, does a good job with this, and I try to do it the same in, in, in as we teach, is to say, we're going to mention folks like John MacArthur from time to time, and I may pick a couple of sentences of his that I really like. But I'm also going to mention the stuff that doesn't follow what we believe. Just because we may mention a statement from somebody, you guys know that we're not condoning everything that that person teaches, right? I think we're all um, adults enough to kind of understand that. Um, it is important. I don't want you thinking just because I might quote a John MacArthur or a Charles Spurgeon that you leave here thinking, wow, 
everything he says must be right. No, Spurgeon is also a uh, in, in, in big in the election side, but a lot they say is 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 good. So just that's where the discernment from you, as you read, as you study, as you. Uh, read your Bible as you do listen to other uh, resources. Be able, you know, the mature Christian ought to be able to pick out these things and go, wait a second, that don't sound right. That don't sound right. And and be able to, to pick that out. So I just wanted to interject that for a second. He, there are folks that believe that it's not a whosoever. That it's just certain elect. <coughs> Now, the Bible is very clear that it is whosoever shall call upon his name, right, shall be saved. doesn't limit to any group. <coughs> well, that's, that's the slippery slope when it comes to election is once you start believing that, then it's like, well, I haven't made a decision to this point, so I must not be one of them. Yeah, uh, or... You know, or the flip side is, you know, I, I'm a part of the elect, and like MacArthur believes, I don't have to share because the decisions are already been made. I mean, it's just a, it's just a slippery slope that, frankly, is. We can go so far as to say, what did John tell us earlier in First John? Anybody that teaches a false gospel is what, yeah. is, is teaching is teaching uh, Satan teaching antichrist so we got to be careful about that definitely got to be got to be careful and john goes on he says whosoever believeth that jesus is the christ and is born of god think back we're saying that uh he's he's writing this letter to this church because some false doctrine came in some some uh uh, the the variety of the false doctrines that were there were, and we've taught on this too, is people were saying, well, Jesus wasn't really a man. He was just spirit. That was part of the false doctrine. Or that he was all man and not really God. He was just a really good teacher, really good preacher, a prophet maybe, but not God himself. Well, John's very clear here. He's saying... No, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ and is born of God. You gotta you got to acknowledge that Jesus is God if you're going to take that first step toward salvation and believe in him. If you don't acknowledge that he's God, then we're not there. We're not there. That's one of the you know the first points we were, you know, making with the kids this week. Is you realize who Jesus was. And, you know, I think Brother David did a real good job, was it last Sunday, teaching that point. Some of them may be, well, no, he's just a man, you know, because, you know, the Jehovah Witness, they, they won't go so far as to say he's of God. He was just a man, just a good prophet, maybe, but not a man. No, you got to acknowledge his deity. And then John goes on, and everyone that loveth him that beget loveth, him also that is begotten of him. What he's saying here is if you believe Jesus is God and have faith in him then you can't help but love him, right? And we loved him, why? Because he first loved us. 
gave us the free will to make that decision because free will anything but free wills wouldn't be really considered love would it i mean if you were have you ever been forced to do something do you ever i mean maybe my mom and dad maybe yeah you can say well they they know what's best for me yeah maybe but anytime you're really forced it it's you, you can struggle with the love portion of that but when it's free will and you've made that call and then you see that you did you you received that gift of salvation from him by grace you can't help but love him for it and what he's done for you and if you've made that decision to believe in him and you love him then who do you also love those others that believe on him as well you love those that was begotten by him you love other <laughs> believers and we've we've taught on this several times and it's been convicting for me as we've taught on this even to say you know you got to love them and there's some people you just don't want to yeah. <laughs> no it is some people are a little difficult to love aren't they can I can I you know I think pastor said this plenty and I, I I appreciate it I think it's good make it easy on us be lovable you know it, it's much easier to love you if you're lovable I won't I won't get into too far into that one but um yeah and you gotta love them and I think when we taught on that, we went so far as to say, biblically, that if you don't actively love them, then that's not anything else but not love. So you got to actively take a position of loving each other. And John's reinforcing that point right here in verse 1. I mean, he's mentioned it several times, and he's kind of going over just a little, you know, we're in the final chapter, so here John is going over that point. Uh, and I'll mention John fifteen twenty three. Christ said, He that hateth me hateth my Father also. I mean, if you hate, you hate Jesus, then you hate God, then you're going to hate those that are of him as well, right? I think we've seen this week, well, I'll, I'll hold off on that a second. Fit better here in a little bit. Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. John continues this thought by saying, if we love God and we love the children of God, then we will keep his commandments. Remember, he's kind of rehashing these points that we've talked about. The reassuring us of our salvation. If we're following His commandments, then we can be assured of our salvation if we've put our faith in Him. And what commandments are we talking about? We're talking about those things that Jesus taught upon during His ministry on earth. If we're following the way Jesus taught us, then we can be reassured of our salvation. And He's saying... Um, if we love God and we love the children of God, then following His commandments aren't going to be hard. They're not going to be... Uh, John 14, 15, Christ said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. I mean, if you love, if you love Him, and you call Him Savior, then why is it difficult sometimes to keep His commandments? They're not designed to be 
oppressive to us or you know to keep us tied down they're designed and his teachings are all designed to for what's best for us he knows what's best right and we acknowledge these things this morning but you know sometimes monday through friday it gets kind of hard it's kind of hard uh john 14 21 uh, christ said he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved by of my father and i will love him and will manifest myself to him verse 22 judas saith unto him not iscariot lord how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and will, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He, if you love him and you call him Savior and you follow him, then the Holy Spirit lives within you. I mean, that's proof of the Holy Spirit in you at that point. John 15.10, If ye keep my commandments, Christ is saying, ye shall abide in my love. Remember that word abide? We've talked about it many times. It's a continual action. It's, 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 it's constant. It's not a one-time event. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Christ is our example, right? He lived a, a perfect life. <clears throat> And he's our example and his commandments on how we should live and his example of how he lived and on how we should live. Uh, those, that's how and what we should be uh, setting the mark toward. Verse 4. <coughs> For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Man, this is where... I really, when I was studying, this was the verse that really kind of stood out to me. First off, that word overcometh, it means to conquer, to overcome, prevail, get the victory. I mean, that's a cool word right there. Um, interestingly, the word in the Greek is nikeo. That's where we get the word Nike from for the... You know, so uh, there's that thought of victory, um, even in sports and stuff. I mean, it's just really neat to see that those connections. And understand what John, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is saying here. He's saying that whosoever that believeth that Jesus was born is of God, loves God, follow his commandments, and loves his brethren, that person gets the victory. You get the victory. You've already won. You've already won. And when we think of you know the victory, we're thinking uh, several thoughts. Well, and we're going to study Revelation here in probably a couple of months when we get to it. But we win the. I mean, you read the end of the book, right? We we win. <laughs> it's already been determined. We're on the winning side there, right? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We get that victory over what? What are we winning victory over? What's he telling us? We get we get victory over the world. And the victory that overcometh the world. And you know, we we fight, we we kind of have that constant battle with the world. 
Look what Brother Corn is fighting just this week after he left here. Satan's on him. I mean, Satan, he'll, he'll, we, we often will pray for our leadership here at the church because that's who Satan's going to go after. Where can he have the biggest impact and really fracture a church? Take down one of the leaders or, you know, shut down one of the ministries that's, that's really um, seeing a, a great harvest. That's where he's going to spend his time. And we constantly are on guard for that. Constantly. I hope you all, when you get that prayer request sheet on Wednesday, um, we have our church leaders. We have our government leaders on there. I hope you're praying for them. You know? Yeah. So we got to, you know, even if, you know, it might be that you don't feel that, you know, agree with this decision or that decision, pray for them. Pray for them. That makes a difference. Uh, the world we're in a constant battle, yet the war's already already won. I th- I think sometimes I'll I'll admit in my to myself, I think sometimes we kind of forget that we get caught up in, uh, kind of you know you know maybe oh, Cindy had some health problems a couple weeks ago and we had to take her to the ER, and so she's had some follow up visits and. You know, we hear that the corns are having problems, or her dad fell a couple of weeks ago, and works this and works, and we forget because we're kind of in this. Oh, con- we feel like we're fighting on every angle when really, <clears throat> battle's already won. Just pray, do what we can, trust in Christ, and everything sorts of, everything will work out. But we get kind of caught up in it, and you know, so it's it's a good point to remember. A few thoughts on on the victory. This does not mean that you will never face a tough event or lose a battle here and there, right? I mean, we live in a sinful, frankly disgusting world, don't we? I mean, I was talking to, I went to the dentist of all places uh, Friday. was getting my teeth cleaned by this girl. She's from uh, Illinois. Boy, she talked. It's kind of hard for me to talk. (laughs) <laughs> but she talked and she loves it here in Oklahoma very conservative actually lady and was actually talking about a, a abortion and, and how she loves be, uh, now being in a place that that gives uh, importance to the things that are important and she mentioned church and all this so I was, I was kind of impressed but even she was mentioning some things and, and I responded well the Bible says in the end good will be called evil and evil will be called good right I mean, and does it not seem like we're in that times right now? Some of the stuff that gets brought up, holy smokes! Just ads on TV anymore. Oh, exactly right. I mean, it's just you know we got we got kids growing up in schools in she was telling me in Stillwater that think they're cats and are asking the school district to put litter boxes in the schools. And I guess it's happened here? Yeah, you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. What's happened to the adults? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, reality is disengaged from people. I can't imagine if I went to my grand, I was talking about my grandfather and going fishing. He'd have smacked me. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. Um, they want to be a cat, put them outside. Uh, yeah. 
now. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's sad, is it not? I mean, it's sad. I've said over and over, these aren't the enemy. They're the victims still. And we need, we need to pray that definitely for them. But the world's just a crazy place right now. So when we're fighting these battles, you're going to see things get worse. Doesn't mean that the end victory isn't already done. We have to keep our eyes on the victory. <laughs> you do, or it's just yeah, going to get hard, isn't it? Yeah. And keep praying and just keep serving and keep sharing. And just keep doing what, what, what God tells us to do, and that's continue to share the gospel, right? And I had another point here. Uh, we do not un overcome the world by fighting it. Um, you can't fight all that. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, and there's a huge section, I think, of uh, Christians now that get caught up in this thought of, I'm going to battle Satan constantly. Why? I mean, you realize he's not as powerful as our God, right? I think we don't understand that. Sometimes we put him, we give him more credit than he deserves. Battle's already won. Just pray. Pray for other souls. Pray for other people. What? You know, I was thinking about that this last week. I was listening to a preacher, uh, and he's trying to fight Satan. And yep. I understand that. But the Bible says times are going to get worse. Yep. So Satan's going to win until the end. Yeah, but in the end he loses. He so just so keep. Why waste your time and effort? Now? Yep, yep. You don't. You don't just battle. While yes, we are in a battle, we fight that battle through the power of God. Right. Mm -hmm. His ways are always best, and we overcome the world by praying for those in it and continue to share the gospel with lost people living in it. That's what we did this week, and we did it. You know, it was a wonderful thing. But I hope it don't stop just with Wednesday and Thursday. Right. Um, I'm trying, you know, I, and I'll, I'll share this. It's been on my heart lately. I'm trying to, I want to be more involved in the Saturday outreach times that they do. I want to try to come out and knock doors with them. That's kind of a challenge for me um, that I'm trying to um, pray about and, and do. We, we sh it's really been convicting that we shouldn't just do that. Well, David comes to town and we, okay, we'll bring all these people to you. You do it. And we sit back and go, Woohoo! Good job, David. You know, so I, I, I'm. It's convicting to me to try to be more a part of that as well, and that's how you fight those battles. I read a couple of posts yesterday, and I'll be honest with you, we don't need to go down that these rabbit trails, I don't think. But I guess there's been some negative posts on Facebook about Wednesday and Thursday night. I haven't read them. I'm not a part of any community watch pages. First thing I did when I retired is turn those off. I don't really care what people post. I have that to see pictures of my grandkids. That's why I have Facebook. Um, but some folks have felt the need to um, post in response to that stuff. And all that does is continue to feed. You know, that's not how we win the battle. I thought Pastor posted a good comment yesterday. He says, you know, you know we don't win by attacking we win by continuing to share the gospel and pray for others and i think we just need to remember that um we feel I, you know i want to take that sword and i want to fight for god and fight for jesus but 
in the end, that's really not the way to win. It's not going to win anybody over. Um, he's done that for us. All we need to do is do what he's tasked us with. And what, is, what did he task us with? The Great Commission. Right? All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and just teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always unto the end of the world. Nowhere in there does it say um, counter every accusation. You know, you know, we're we're to be able to respond when when questioned. I mean, that's in Scripture too. But doesn't mean you know that's a time and a place issue. Um, I don't think on Facebook community watch page is necessarily the uh, the best place. So you know we don't win by just constantly being on attack. And then finally, I said, if you have faith in Christ, then you have faith in the victory that He promised. And we just keep the focus on that. Keep we've already overcome. Yeah, stay on track. Stay on track and win souls win those souls and win other people. I, I, I talked a couple of weeks ago and it stuck with me uh, when I was, after I taught that was, you know, we often talk about winning souls, but in reality we're winning people. They're people. And we should love them, pray for them, keep sharing the gospel, and that way they too can be a part of this overcoming the world. And it's not, it's trusting in Jesus Trusting in his, the, uh, having the faith that that what he said is true, uh, trusting in the fact that John says he's God, loving each other, and following his commandments, and we can be reassured of our salvations even in the midst of people maybe leaving the church, even in the midst of I mean, what would happen if Pastor were to tomorrow go somewhere else? Would you still show up? I hope so. I really, you know, I, I, it's it's uh, you know he's been here so long. I I, I kind of wonder sometimes. That's it, that's it. Um, and I hope that we have our focus on him. And we love our pastor, do we not? And you know we're, we support him, but that he's not the focus. And sometimes we can put him up on a pedestal. That's right. I think that's the challenge for us, you know, um, is to just focus on Christ, focused on the the the. I, I'm kind of looking forward to when we get into Revelation because it's you know it's we get to kind of study what that what that end result is, and it'll help us. I think as I was studying this, it kind of put me to that that lesson that's coming. We're gonna get to kind of study. And help set our focus on that, that overcoming, that battle that we've already won, that we've already won. All right, we got about eight minutes for service to start. Ken, you want to release us in? Yes, sir. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. <clears throat> Every Sunday, Lord, when we can come to your house and worship you and have fellowship with fellow believers, Lord, it's always a wonderful time. And Lord, I thank you for uh, this Sunday school class where we can come and we can learn about you, Lord. And I know um, 
oftentimes we want to know just what we have to do to be saved and how we can know for sure that we're saved. And I'm so thankful that John cared enough to write a few books that we could read today and know just plainly, Lord, how to be saved and how to know we're saved, Lord. Just believe that Jesus is God and love the fellow believers. And Lord, that sounds easy, but it's not. So uh, as we leave here, Lord, and, and we go about our week, this coming week, Lord, challenge us to love not just fellow believers, but also those that are lost so that we could win them to you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for our Sunday school teacher that spends time uh, studying so that he can share these simple truths with us. Lord, now as we go to the worship service, I ask that you prepare our hearts and our minds to receive more truths and more learning that we can apply to our lives and be better Christians for it. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.